Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Episode 56. Oh. Too late. Already recording. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna talk really, really slow until. Until we figure out where the Devil's Island is. Yes, because we are talking about Devil's Island, uh, written by... Dave Mustaine. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Because that's the only reason why I picked the book. Is it really? Yeah, it literally is the reason. (laughs) Because Devil's Island! Yeah. (laughs) And I saw the book on uh, Comixology, and it was like, okay, good enough for me. And it had neat cover art. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, not spectacular, but it's, it's interesting enough. Yeah. It's an island with a skull. Yeah. Cloud thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good Everybody Sucks book. Yep. Um, to gauge whether or not you suck, who, who wrote it? <laughs> I'm going to talk really slow again. <laughs> Until I uh, uh, come up with the name Nicola Jajic. Uh, okay. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Nicola Jajic. Yeah, yeah, works for me. Yep. I don't Artist know. is uh, Joseph Cage, and then we got Raymond Lee and D- Diosdado Mondero, and letterer is Peter Smitty. Yeah, well, there you go. There's the creative team behind Dave Mustaine's Devil's Island. Yep. <laughs> Mustaine's so proud that, you know, he wrote all of Metallica's best riffs. <laughs> and yet, here we here we are in 2023, finding out he didn't write Devil's Island. <laughs> yeah, no. Who would have thought, right? That the Jajic would have done it. <laughs> and 20 years... Oh, I actually don't know how far in the future, but... Uh, 20-ish. Yeah. Or 40-ish. Some, somewhere <laughs> around there. It's like... This is like a really, like, weird version of uh, East on Route. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, something you should check out. It's a thing on Facebook that's been stopped. Yeah, and it's how Isan wrote all these fantastic albums. Yep, except for uh, Devil's Island from uh, Killing's My Business. Yes. Business is good. Yeah, because of Devil's Island. Yeah. <laughs> there, it's it's a place where prisoners go to be imprisoned for life, or to be also imprisoned for life, but be a hunter of other prisoners. Right, so... Basically, a snitch. Yeah. Yeah. A really, like, the worst snitch you could be. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> it's like, you're you're all stuck in this horrible environment, and just, just to, for a modicum of, like, shitty comfort that you're allowed, um, you're asked to be a snitch on your fellow prisoners and, you know, uh, hunt them down when they try to escape. Where uh, they're brought back and tortured and killed and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And this was, what, late 1800s, I want to think? Yeah. And it was uh, 
French island? I think it's, yeah. The French I, I, colony? I don't think it was ever specifically, you know, stated. Okay. But, like, all the names seem French to me. Well, they were also talking about Bonaparte, but not that Bonaparte. Right. Like, Bonaparte's cousin's son or something like were that. Were there, like... Well, I mean, obviously there were other Bonapartes. Yeah. But were there... Was there another Bonaparte that was, like, important? Well, in this story... There was, and it was Napoleon Bonaparte's cousin's son, or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a real shithead, it sounded like. Yeah. I guess that runs in the Bonaparte family. I guess so. You think? Speaking of, I need to make an addendum to a previous episode that I can't remember which, where I spoke to, and we were discussing Napoleon, and I had brought up elephants going through the Alps. That was not Napoleon. That was um, Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. Burris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was Hannibal. Uh, so, so if you had listened to that and then are now listening to this, there's the addendum. There you go. You should uh, congratulate Hannibal Burris on his uh, accomplishment. <laughs> through his trek through the Alps. Yes. Oh, I want him to go to the Alps so bad with, like, just toy elephants. <laughs> he needs to do that. Amazing. That'll be... I'll even settle for, like, a Photoshop yeah. of him in the Alps. Right. <laughs> but he needs to do it himself. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, back to the story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's basically about this group of like four prisoner hunter snitches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All of them. I love hunter snitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this, well, wait, oh, I was going to say uh, snitch hunters, but then that would be the hunters of the snitches, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, what? Uh, there were four of them, and they all had, you know, similar backstories where they probably didn't deserve to be there. Yeah, probably. There were, ex- like, all of them did bad things, but it was like it's these understandable, like, it's kind of a victim of circumstance. Yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember what all of them were. Well, I mean, I'm, th- some of them killed some people. Yeah. So. But weren't the people they killed, like, shitty people, too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Everybody sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe they don't deserve to be exiled to this island for the rest of their life. But there's got to be some accountability, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is in the late 1800s, 1800s France. Actually, I do know what that is. A lot of guillotines and hangings. Yeah. So never mind. <laughs> Maybe they're better off. Well, I don't well, they know. they ended up not being. Yeah. I mean, like, a guillotine's supposed to be pretty fast, right? Assuming it goes through the first go. Does it, does it not go? I don't know. I'm just assuming just, it does. I mean, I've I know, never like... experienced it. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Even though, like, you probably have some, like, lucrative interviews. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would I would go on to daytime talk shows and when I come out I'd be playing Judas Priest some heads are gonna roll <laughs> and I'll discuss my guillotine experience. 
but not mine. Yeah, <laughs> some heads are gonna roll, <laughs> not this but one. not this one. <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. Yep, sorry, bud. <laughs> was... I'm sorry. Um, I I'm, I'm gonna take it off then. I really appreciated how the background art was done in this. Yeah, it was very monotone or two tone, mm-hmm. and a lot of the items, whether whether that's building, tree, whatever, was just kind of a silhouette with a really vibrant color sky behind it. But it was two tone, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's really, I just really liked it. I think it works to uh, the atmosphere of the story. Absolutely, yep. Because it's it's you know you get these stark contrasts mm-hmm. and just general bleak feel to yep. it. And um, I actually did read the afterword uh, by the author, and I I maybe remember it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read something about how uh, there's at least a point in the writing process where it's intended to be like a purgatorial state, this island. Yeah. So this reason why I represent purgatory or whatever, because uh, toward the at the end of the book, you see this figure, uh, one of the characters, washed up on the shore. Uh, which is kind of like a reflection of uh, how the book started. It was like a skeleton on the shore in the same exact position. Oh. So it's like, it's hinting at the fact that, you know, he ended up at the same island and is just like stuck there for eternity. I, I, I assumed that much. Yeah. It was like, oh, he thinks he got out, but it's just the same island. Mm-hmm. That was my assumption, but I didn't, I didn't quite remember. I didn't put the, the end of the book to match the beginning of the book. Yeah, I didn't really do that myself until but, I read the gotcha. little afterward. And uh, I'm pretty sure he said there was a there's a point where he thought about having it be like really explicit that this is the same person. Like the skeleton at the start of the book and the person who washed up on the shore. Huh. It's the same person. So he like went back in time, ended up being the skeleton that you see at the start of the story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That could be uh, Purgatory. Mm-hmm. And that's just... And, uh, that would... Yeah, that fits. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was like... Uh, when I read that, like... Uh, it's like... Okay, so there's actually like a great deal of thought that uh, the, the writer put into, you know, um, this whole book. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. I I think it made for a good story, and 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 it made for a good story on not complex like ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So you have criminals sent to an island, and then other criminals also sent to the island, and then the guards of the island don't want to do all the dirty work, so they get the other criminals to do it. That shit happens in prisons. Mm-hmm. Like guards don't want to do a lot of shit in prison, so they get the quote-unquote good inmates to do it for him. Right. And there isn't, like, you know, any massive, like, plans happening within the, the story itself. No. It's, it's you're, you're just kind of day in the life of this fucking prison. I was about to say, it's a slice of life uh, with really shitty circumstances. Mm-hmm. Even being a guard on that island would fucking blow, man. Yeah. <laughs> Because now you have to wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're not getting hung at the gallows. Not even gallows. It's like, it reminds me of, I don't know what it reminds me of, but I've seen it. It's just, 
a series of beans, and they just hang a bunch of people at once. Right. It's like, oh. And then the, oh, I just touched your shoulder, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited, because for some reason I had forgot the the hole. That, oh, yeah. That they put prisoners in that started out as an isolation hole mm-hmm. that turned into... Where you just let the insane or the sick go and rot. Mm-hmm. And then it was the prisoner's duty to clean that up. And that sounded horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also, you know, um, I mean, that shit happened in real life, too. Yeah. Which is, like, the really fucked up part about, like, this whole story is, like, yeah, these things, like, maybe not these specific things, but these type of things happened. Yeah. Still. Yeah, still. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, doesn't leave you with a good taste, like, for humanity. Mm-mm. And it makes me dislike the French even more. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I get good bread, though. What? Good bread. I mean, so does San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're way cooler than the French. I'm sorry. I've never been to France. I think I've met one French person, and they were nice. Yeah. I'm just furthering an American stereotype. (laughs) I'm sorry, France. You have good wine. Yeah. I like eating garlic snails. Garlic snails? Escargot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's really good. Have you had it? Yeah. That's really fucking good. It's just butter and garlic. (laughs) As long as it's, like, well done. Yeah. Because you could fuck it up, like, real bad. Because I've done it. <laughs> yeah. I remember trying to make um, escargot years ago. And it literally ended up, like, tasting and, like, not just the texture, but, like, the taste itself tasted like burnt rubber. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I, I, I fucked up real bad. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever had it at, like, restaurants that can't fuck it up. Yeah. Otherwise, there won't be a restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll take that back. I tried it one time also at like a buffet place, and that was just rubber. Mm. And I just never, it was like, so at buffets, I just kind of don't do sushi, and I don't yeah. do escargot, because it's buffet. Yeah. Like, oh, let's not do that. I'll I'll still do buffet sushi, but like, what, like certain things that I know like you need to be like really delicate and like careful with. No. Which, I, I guess that would be sushi. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I we, guess... should, we should stop talking about food right now. Okay. And finish this up. <laughs> and then go get food. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> you sh- I, I think if you like a, a bleak prisoner story, you'll enjoy this book. Yeah. It's well done. Yeah. And it's just full of, like, fuck. Fuck. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. A lot There's, of that. Yeah. There's, yeah, it's it's not a happy read, but it's it's well done. Mm-hmm. And it went by fast. Yeah, I think it's like Six five? issues? Five? Yeah. Five or six issues. Yeah. It just, it read quickly is what I meant. Mm-hmm. And then it ended very, like, you already heard the ending with the one guy that quote unquote got away but didn't get away, but, like, everyone else dies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like how... The the quote unquote main character dies, mm-hmm. choosing to die. Yeah, he's like, no, you go. He's like, I'm not gonna go without you. He's like, no, nah, man, you go. Right, like, I have to do this. Right, it's like he's, yeah, it's it's real sad. It's it's like 
dude from Predator, but doesn't make it out. <laughs> A lot of people don't make yeah, it yeah. out. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we listen to Pharaoh, the powers that be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great episode. We're right on top of things. Uh, band out of Philadelphia. This album released two years ago. And I thought it was almost perfect power metal. Yeah. What did you think about it? Um, I thought... I have no complaints, but at the same time, it also did nothing for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was... Good power metal, but it wasn't overly cheese, mm-hmm. like a Dragon Force or whatever. That's just like, and that's their shtick. Mm-hmm. I thought it had interesting, it was a good mix of interesting song structure and then also chorus chanty bits. Right. Um, what I would compare it to would be like something like Fate's Warning. Yeah. 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 So that style of power metal. Yes. Um, the reason why I said it didn't do anything for me like I, when i was listening to it i was i could i recognize like yeah these are cool riffs and these are good well-written songs um but none of it stuck ah gotcha yeah um and i think it just might be one of those things where like i just haven't been in the mood for power metal fair um as noted by literally all of our episodes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you know i like you know, power metal. Oh, yeah, I know. But it's just it's just one of those things. I think we uh, mentioned it during uh, the another episode of the Knee of Oblivious Yeah, where it was like, you know, there's definitely a point where, you know, when I was super into, like, that type of thing, that I would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a, maybe, like, a similar situation here. Gotcha. Yeah. It felt like they there was elements of progginess to it also. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Progressive power metal, but it's not, it wasn't overly power and overly progressive. Because a lot of progressive metal to me really just verges on like being Meshuga with clean vocals. Oh, yeah. Like they just, I know they're doing some time signature bullshit, but all here is do do stoppies. Yeah, starty stoppy gent shit. Yeah. So this one I could hear some of that in the guitar riffs, and then it would be like, cool solo and then singing over it mm-hmm. it's just a mix of it all yeah well well yeah i mean like i say it's like uh because face morning also did a little of that as right. well that's the best you like yeah um but i i did notice uh the singer um because i was doing a little bit of research um he was on control denied yes which, you know, made sense, I, I suppose. Like, because Control Deny also had a very Fate's Warning feel to it. It leaned more progressive than this. More, yeah, yeah. definitely more so than, than this. And that's, I mean, that's Chuck. Yeah. That's Chuck's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, he, the vocalist is dead. Yeah, I saw that he died uh, this year. Recently, yeah. The reason why... I, I even bring that up is like, I wonder if I should just book a power metal band because fuck it, I can do whatever I want. Like, <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be all death and black metal. It's like, hmm. 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's gone. But yeah. also the drummer is the High Spirits guy. Is he? Yeah. Same drum? Oh, as in he plays drums in High Spirits? Or no, he... he's the vocalist in High Spirits. Oh! Chris Black? I think it's his name. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So he plays drums. Gotcha. Pharaoh. Okay. I think he was also, like, affiliated with uh, Don Anderson from Agalock and something. Probably. Dude does a lot of shit. Yeah. And that's really why I know this band is because of Chris. Yeah. Because High Spirits is fine. You know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first album and then everything else, I don't really care. And even that first album, I don't really care. Yeah. It's not bad stuff. I just, whatever. So but, I, I guess he's like a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, he, he's a badass. Yeah. But it came, it keep Pharaoh kept coming up in conversation whenever High Spirit would come up mm-hmm. with certain people. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to listen to it. And then I listened to one of their albums. I was like, well, this is really good. So I saw that they had one recently. I was like, I'm putting it on the list. And also because we hadn't done Power Metal. We did Eternal Champion, I think. Yeah. And then, like, no other Power Metal. Yeah. And that wasn't even really Power Metal. But that's semantics. So yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, we're going power metal. Fuck it. If you like, you know, face warning style power metal, you're gonna like this album. Dingus and dongus. They mock.